Lowell Tuckerman, Marco Ukalovich, and feature reporter Ryan Leong here in our Fremont studios. Welcome on in to Bay Area Sports Wrap on 860 AM, The Answer. One half hour down, another half hour to go. And it is a pleasure to welcome Matt Barrows, 49ers beat writer from The Athletic, has covered the 49ers for a long, long time. And Matt, I have to imagine if you look at your history of covering this team, uh, this is about as good as it gets, huh, Matt? Yeah, no, uh, no eight and no teams that I've covered uh, <laughs> at this point. So, uh, and um, given tonight's uh, uh, Monday night uh, tally, uh, the Forty ers are the only re- remaining undefeated team. So uh, that's a big deal too this uh, this year. Matt and Marco Kolovich here, and I just, you know, we played the soundbite of, you know, the Cardinals taking that timeout with four seconds left, even though the play ran and they stopped the run. To me, that was the play of the game because if they just, if they don't call timeout, they stop that play, it goes into halftime, they're down by seven, they get some momentum going. And yet, they, because I don't know what Kingsbury was doing, calling timeout in that situation, maybe they didn't have the right, uh, you know, personnel out there maybe i i could i don't can't read his mind but it looked like they did because the, the play was stopped but then the Niners get a, another crack like joe buck said and they score sanders gets a touchdown they go up by two touchdowns and that pretty much was that was it because arizona didn't really recover after that yeah that's true i mean uh the 49ers have been excellent in the second half of seasons uh this season um, especially their defense, but that was the 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 one difference in this game. Uh, the, the defense seemed to to really lapse, and um, you know you you might chalk it up to the Thursday night game. They, they just uh, didn't have the rest and didn't have the the finishing power that uh, they had in the in the previous seven. But you're right. I mean, um, Arizona had all the momentum going in the second half. Um, they certainly had it going in, in the fourth quarter there, and. Uh, it, it took that uh, that that game ceiling drive, all those third down conversions on the 40, 49ers' final possession to to really win that game. And, it, and it's different than the earlier games. It's been the defense that has really won the games for the 49ers this time. It was the offense who sort of uh, pulled the weight uh, for that for that eighth victory. Hey, Matt, Ryan Leong, good to talk to you. Um, now, I know you've been covering the Niners for, again, as Lowell mentioned, the longest time, but what was the first year you started covering the team? It was 2003. That was uh, Dennis Erickson's oh. first year. Oh, we were just talking about Dennis Erickson on the way to the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Mark and myself on the way to the BART train about how, boy, the Niners have really, really taken some lumps over the years. What do you think, besides the defense, has been the key to such a huge turnaround? I mean, to go from 4-12 and to where they already are 8-0. Yeah, I was just looking at the numbers. Uh, last year at this time, uh, they only had one win. They had a, a quarterback who was on crutches. And uh, they only had five takeaways. And, and, they, and they only ended with seven. So after the halfway mark last year, they only had two takeaways, the, the entire back half of that schedule. That, that's, it's almost impossible to do. It's, it's actually amazing in its own right. They've got 16 uh, so far this year, and um, yeah, both of the all, all three of the outside cornerbacks have an interception. Uh, to me, that's that's the big difference. You've got Garoppolo, you've got a running game, but you have a defense that is not only stopping teams, but they're taking away the ball uh, at a high rate. I, I don't know where they rank uh, because the game's uh, just finished up, but uh, it's it's certainly in the top ten in takeaways and. A lot of these teams have played one more game than the 49ers, so that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very big stat, I think, 
uh, when you're looking at the big turnaround from last year. We're joined by Matt Barrows, 49ers beat writer from The Athletic here on Bay Area Sports Wrap. You know, third year under Kyle Shanahan, you knew this is a put-up-or-shut-up year, no doubt about it. But, Matt, I certainly didn't expect 8-0. and And you look at the landscape of the NFC West, I didn't expect the Rams to only be two games up on the Cardinals at this point. Just so many surprises, no matter how you shake it. What to you is the biggest surprise of the San Francisco 49ers 8-0 start where you looked at and said, this completely came out of nowhere? Well, I mean, I thought that they would be a team that, that dealt with injuries. Um, they dealt with them the first two years. They dealt with them all throughout the off season, uh, training camp, preseason. And I was right. They, they have dealt with a lot of big injuries. But the, the biggest surprise to me is that they've been able to c- overcome those injuries. I mean, if you told me that they would lose both of their starting tackles for at least a month, um, I'd say, wow, that, that's going to be, uh, you know, they're going to have a losing record at, at the midway point. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about do the 49ers keep Shanahan and Lynch, do the 49ers keep Garoppolo, and then not only have they been able to kind of uh, uh, deal with those injuries, they, they flourished in some of these games. I mean, they, they absolutely demolished the Carolina Panthers a week ago. Um, you, you never would have thought that scenario were possible, given the fact that they were playing without Cal Juszczyk, without Staley, without McGlinchey, without Akella Witherspoon. Those are four big starters on this team, and with some dubious replacements. I mean, they don't even have another fullback on the roster, and yet they've still been able to win. Uh, I, I, for me, at least, that's, that's easily the biggest surprise uh, over the first eight games. What about their road record, uh, Matt? I mean, here it is, a team last year went 0-8, didn't get a road win. I mean, they finished decently at home, obviously, but, I mean, how, how impressive is that? They started on the road those first two games, and they came back 2-0, and and then when they faced the Steelers for that, uh, that, that Sunday home opener. Yeah, it, it's huge. I mean, and they were the only uh, road team, or at least the, the only team not playing in their, their home stadium that won this weekend. Um, the rest of them were, were won by the home teams. The, uh, the Jaguars lost in London. They were technically the home team in that game. But uh, the 49ers are the only team that went on the road, played in another team stadium, and, and came out with, uh, with a win. Um, you know, that, that shows you that, that home field advantage is real. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. That, that, uh, that two-game stretch on the East Coast or in the Eastern time zone was big. And uh, they're going to have to do it again, really. They're going to have to go out to... Uh, Baltimore. They're probably going to spend the week in Florida, and then uh, the week after that, uh, it's in New Orleans. So uh, we just saw the the Ravens knock off the, uh, the the Patriots. That's going to be a tough win. Uh, and then the uh, the Saints are competing with them for for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And obviously, uh, the, the Saints badly want that. It would be a real advantage to them to play in that dome in January, and uh, the 49ers, of course, want the opposite. Uh, They'd rather have teams come this way. So uh, the back half is is huge. That that stretch in early December is uh, is big, as are the two games against the Seahawks, and the the regular season ends in Seattle, and that's, that's already shaping up to be uh, you know, the, the biggest game, biggest 49ers at Seattle game since uh, January of 2014. We're joined by Matt Barrows, 49ers beat writer from The Athletic here on Bay Area Sports Wrap. 
Matt, you've been covering the Niners for a long time. You've seen your responsibilities increase since I know you used to write for the uh, SAC B. Uh, what's it been like for you as far as like what you're experiencing covering the Niners on the road? Uh, what, what's it been like doing the road games and also uh, the interaction with the, the 49ers organization? The, the road games are interesting, and I, and I think this is probably a, a league-wide phenomenon, um, although I haven't covered a lot of uh, other games. But it, it seems like uh, more and more... 49ers fans show up to road games every year. Uh, and, and you see that on, on some telecasts. Um, you know, the, uh, the Vikings, for example, uh, were out in full force today at Arrowhead Stadium. And you never see that, uh, you know, Arrowhead Stadium infiltrated by opposing fans. Uh, the 49ers travel as well as any team, maybe uh, second only to the Cowboys and the, and the Steelers, maybe third. But I think it has to do with just the uh, the cost of, of tickets that, um, you know, fans that pay for season tickets want to recoup those expenses some way. So they, 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 uh, they sell a couple of games a year to uh, outsiders, and those outsiders end up being uh, opposing fan bases. But uh, I know it really pleases the 49ers when, um, you know, their, their fans show up on the road. It's made things difficult even for the home teams in some of those games. Uh, there were a lot of them in, in Arizona. There were even more in Los Angeles earlier this year. And uh, it, it's definitely, um, I'd say in the last five years, it, it's, uh, it's really become noticeable uh, on those away games. Matt, I'm sure you remember the beginning stages of Levi Stadium, especially when the Niners uh, moved on from the Harbaugh era and they just weren't very good. Many complaints about the stadium, the accessibility, the fan experience, the crowd noise, how there was just no atmosphere. And, you know, as the old saying goes, winning cures everything. From your standpoint, how much has the 49ers home field atmosphere improved in the recent winning times? Oh, it's it's definitely improved. I mean, you just see it in the in the stadium. I mean, it's it's mostly full, whereas uh, you know in previous years it was half empty. Um, I, I don't think it's anywhere near what what Candlestick was uh, in in 2011, 2012, and 2013. Uh, I, I talked to players and. Uh, observers, longtime players too, who say that it was the loudest it's ever been during that uh, that Saints 49ers playoff game, uh, the, the the divisional game in 2011. That, that that place was just alive. It was electric. It was rocking. Uh, Levi Stadium hasn't come close to that, but it's been better than it's been uh, since 2014. It was loud early on. The 49ers were were still. Uh, the, the fans had still still had high expectations about that 2014 team that ended up going eight and eight. Uh, but early on, uh, that place was full and it was loud, and it's probably back to that level again. The trick is to kind of get it to the next level, and, and that's what I think a uh, a playoff appearance would do. Matt, you know, you talk about you mentioned the 37 to 20 victory the Baltimore Ravens had tied over the New England Patriots which now leaves the 49ers as the only undefeated team right now after eight games. And next week, Monday Night Football, a battle of the Titans for the NFC West, Niners-Seahawks. Tell us, Give us a preview of what you think is going to happen in that game and any uh, updates on the George Kittle injury. You know, is that just, is going to be serious or no? 
Well, we'll have to find out. Uh, they, they do have the benefit of uh, 11 days of rest between the Thursday night game and, and the Monday night game. So the first real practice won't be until Thursday. So he's got plenty of time for that to heal up. I can, I can see him definitely being limited uh, Thursday through Saturday, but um, I, I think it'll be hard to keep George Kittle out of this game. And the early uh, prognosis when uh, Kyle Shanahan spoke on, on Friday was that uh, they were hopeful. Uh, they, they were they were definitely breathing a sigh of relief that his injury wasn't um, a, a, uh, a multi-week thing, and it shouldn't be. But, you know, it's Seahawks 49ers. I mean, we're getting back to, um, you know, the glory days of, of Harbaugh versus Pete Carroll, uh, the, the, the ferocious uh, Seahawks against the 49ers. The, the, the teams have really changed since then. I mean, the 49ers definitely have the better defense of the two now. The Seahawks um, really rely on Russell Wilson and, um, and a receiving core that really stood out today. Uh, and that has uh, e- even more um, uh, weapons at its disposal. Um, you know, DK Metcalf looked fantastic today. So did the other wide receiver. Um, so th- that's how the-, the Seahawks are, you know, approaching the season. They're they're putting more and more on Russell Wilson's plate, which means that Richard Sherman, of all people, and uh, probably Akella Witherspoon, uh, who will be back for this upcoming game. Uh, are going to have to play uh, lights out in, or, in order for them to win. And uh, obviously their uh, defensive uh, line, that pass rush, is going to play a big role in that as well. But um, sort of the, the storylines have changed a bit, but the main, the main storylines, Seattle versus San Francisco for the NFC West, uh, it's nice to see that, uh, that uh, happening again. That is Matt Barrows, who covers the 49ers for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at Matt Barrows. Hey, as someone who's covered the Dennis, and Dennis Erickson era, I think you've earned the right to cover some winning football. So keep up the great work, Matt, and enjoy yourself. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. There he Thanks, is, Matt, Matt Barrows.